Does that mean knowing exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life? And do strengths change with time? I think, well, I knew I wanted to be a mom, so I think I had thoughts of doing other things. That sounds like a yes or no question. To me, having that plan and that pathway was stability. What are you going to do? Oh my goodness. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. We get to bring on all kinds of different people, experts like David Nihill, who has really created a career out of uh, out of the funny business, per se. You can listen to him and many others on back episodes of the Happening Career podcast. We also get to talk to people who have pretty amazing stories, like Doc Kennedy, who pushed past fear and made the leap to pursue his dream of filmmaking. And then people just like you, who have gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. Now, today we've got a completely different uh, completely different episode. We haven't, haven't really done this before that I'm aware of. In, in this way. I've got a special guest with me today uh, making a reappearance on the show to be able to answer a couple of couple of different questions. So this is my favorite guest and if I uh, if I have to choose favorites and I don't have to but I'm going to anyway, then yeah this is this is my favorite guest. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Alyssa Barlow. Hello. Hello. Glad to have you here. So, thank you. We've got uh, we've got uh, quite the task at hand. We're going to go through and take some take some questions from our audience, from HTYCers, that we get pretty regularly. These are the same types of questions that pop up all over the place. So we thought, hey, why not answer some of these on the podcast, on an episode, and be able to be able to help people with these things that they're they're struggling with. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay, cool. So. Um, I've got I've got a whole big old list of questions, and I think that it, you know you can probably see them on my screen. Can you see those? Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. So we're sitting in the we're sitting in the same room, HTYC headquarters. We're in our studio, our office. Uh, Alyssa's on one side of the room uh, with her microphone, and I'm on the other side of the room, and we've got this big old computer screen in in front of us with with all these different questions, and. You know, part of, part of the reason I really wanted to be able to do this and and this type of episode is because, uh, you know, with with the interviews and and really diving into other people's stories, you don't always get the exact same thing that you would want. Uh, you get to hear how other people have done it, but in this case, I really wanted to make sure that it's completely focused on on you and the types of questions that uh, that you have. So we're just going to pick a few of these and. Just to kick it off here, this is this is a question that 
um, that comes up in various different forms. And, and I'll, I'll kind of read it off to you and then we can, we can just talk about it. And I'm curious as to some of your answers too, because uh, you've always got a different perspective on some of the stuff than I do. So, um, so does, does the mindset to making a career change, does that mean knowing exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life? Because it feels like it does. That's a, that's a big one. That's a, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of pressure actually. Mm-hmm. So that, that sounds like a yes or no question, but I want to, I want to go in and try and break it down as to, as to why yes or why no. So first of all, what do you, what do you think? Does that mean you have to know everything that you want to do for the rest of your life when um, you make a career change? I think there was a time in my life when I thought it did. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? I'm curious. Um, I think going through college and afterwards, I think, you know, I thought, you, what you're going to do is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But, um, I think as I've grown and we've grown, we've come to realize that it's probably not always the case. Yeah. In a little bit of the backstory here. So you were, you were a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, you went to, you come from a family of teachers, right? Right. And you went to school knowing that you were going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. This was, I'm trying to do the math. I don't, I don't know. It was more than two years ago, much more than two years ago. Yeah. But uh, went to school uh, on that track, became a teacher. You and I moved to moved to Vancouver, Washington, uh, down near next to, next to Portland, Oregon, across mm-hmm. the river from Portland, Oregon. And then um, you're, you're a teacher. At that point in time, did you did you think you ever wouldn't be a teacher? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, I knew I wanted to be a mom, so <laughs> that was part of it. But That was part of it. Um, I think I had thoughts of doing other things, but I didn't know how to, how to get there. So, mm. Okay, so that's interesting. The not sure how to get there get there type piece that uh, that kind of leads into another question we'll talk about in a little bit but um why do you why do you think people have those thoughts that hey look i have to have it all figured it out because uh, i think what what has a tendency to happen is people feel that pressure i've got to have it all figured out gotta have it all figured out and it's pretty much impossible to have it all figured out for the rest of your life because you don't know what you don't know to some degree right but uh like why do we why do we do that to ourselves (laughs) Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I think society puts a lot of that on us that we need to have it all figured out and stick to one path. And that's what stability is, I guess, in some senses. Hmm. That's what stability is. What do you mean by that? Um, I don't know. I'm a planner type person so to me having that plan and that pathway was stability ah okay so like if uh if they are or we were (laughs) i guess um having it all figured out then that kind of represents that that stability or being in control or anything else along those lines yeah 
So we feel like we always have to be in control. Mm-hmm. I don't think we always can be in control. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair to say. It, it, I think another place that, um, I think another place that that comes from too is you sort of feel like you have to have it all figured out because it's the, what if I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to act at all. Uh, I don't want to take a step forward unless of course I've got it all figured out. Right. But the reality is that it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like you figure it out in, in small chunks, you know, you figure out what you want to do for your, your career. You figure out what you want to do for your life. You figure out, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> dating a boyfriend or girlfriend uh like you figure out whether you want to continue to be with them on each date not not necessarily like uh for most people at least not meeting them on the on the first date and then be like boom this is it or even before you meet them <laughs> that's that's actually that's kind of funny that's how people treat their careers like before they even meet their careers uh they're trying to decide is this the person who I want to marry is this the career who I want to be joined to for the rest of my life <laughs> I've never really thought about it that way before, but, yeah. uh, but that's, that's kind of what we do, which makes zero sense whatsoever. Instead, you have to go on that first date. You have to go on that second date. Very often you have to go on dates three, four, five, and six, and then, and then be able to decide, do I want to keep going with this rather than saying, okay, I'm going to think of the perfect person who I want to marry. I'm going to think of the perfect career who I want to you know, be with for the rest of my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it, I mean, I don't know. Now that I think about it that way, it kind of sounds silly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So don't be silly. Try not to think about it that way. (laughs) Um, don't, don't marry, don't marry, get, don't get married to a career before you've ever even tried it. You're going to go, you're going to try it out. You're going to uh, figure it out slowly and you won't figure it out at all unless you're actually taking those smaller steps and moving forward. So it doesn't get figured out. Uh, you get more and more information every time you take a step forward to be able to decide, hey, is this further down the, is this closer to where I want to be or is this further away from where I want to be? When I think going back to like you said, like just because you're making a career change doesn't mean you made the wrong decision the first time around. It just means that you have grown and changed. Like people, now that I don't teach anymore and I'm a stay-at-home mom, people ask me all the time, are you going back to teaching? And my answer pretty much instantly always is no, I'm not going back to teaching, but not because I didn't love what I did and not because I feel like I made the wrong decision as a teacher, but it's just not where life has led me at this point in time. That's interesting um, on a lot of different levels. First of all, how many times a week do you think you get asked <laughs> about if you're going back to teaching? I usually uh, hear like, I don't know. I hear at least several per week. Yeah. Around four. And gotta... our youngest is heading to kindergarten next year. So now the question becomes more frequent because there will not be a children home all day anymore. Like, so What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like... <laughs> Between being a, a jazzercise and fitness instructor and uh, co-running a business and like uh, raising children, like what are you going to do with your time? <laughs> right. Oh man, and volunteering and putting on races. And, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of funny. So that that's a great point though. Like even if it was the right decision then, 
or even if it was, um, you know, a decision then, regardless of whether it was right or not, it may not be the right or wrong decision now. Right. And I, I think that that's people forget. That's something that people forget, or maybe even don't realize too, that as you go through your career, like it becomes a moving target a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the decision you make at 23 or 22 years old about what you, how you want to spend your time earning money, um, uh, might be the right decision then. It might be the wrong decision then. Either way, you know, 10 years later, it's probably going to change because for us, I mean, I won't speak for you, but I know for myself, it, it changed because we had little kids and I all of a sudden, uh, you know, when we didn't have little kids, I didn't want to spend time with them. Now that we have little kids, I've, I I kind of like them and I'd <laughs> like to spend time with them. So it, it changes what I want and it changes how I want to spend my time and it changes the way that I want to be able to earn money to be able to do that. Um, so I don't know what, what, what are some of the things that have, have changed for you? Like you, you mentioned, Hey, I used to want to be a teacher now. Yeah. And that was fun and you enjoyed it and you were good at it too, but, um, no longer what changed, what, what gives, (laughs) um, I think the kids changed a lot. Um, you know, I mean, I love teaching and it's still definitely a passion of mine, but um, the whole going to work thing and, uh, putting so much of my time and effort into other people's kids when I couldn't put it into my own kids, that was a huge, um, life changer for me. Basically, I wanted to be putting that time and effort into my own children instead. Um, and, um, I don't know at this point in time education itself has changed a lot and so I don't um there's a lot of things that I don't want to I don't want to go back to Uh, (laughs) I feel like we could have a whole entire seven hour long podcast just on that that, but um, (laughs) yeah the teaching itself I love and I would definitely do it again in some capacity but not in a public education system at this point in time Um, and I think our life has changed. Our, um, our ideals and goals have changed. We want to travel, um, which when I first started teaching, I don't know, maybe you had dreams of doing that, but I didn't really. I've always wanted to travel. It's just now you're coming over to the dark side and seeing it my way a little bit. (laughs) So, and that doesn't me having a full-time job where I have to go somewhere every day doesn't really lend to being able to travel. So. Okay. So it's going to change. Like let's try and sum this up here really quick for, to answer this, this question here. So, um, the original question was, Hey, does, does the mindset of making a career change? Does that mean I I have to know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life? Cause it feels like it does. Um, the answer is no, no, it doesn't. And it's going to change. You should expect it to change. And as you go through different seasons in your life, that'll change what you want too. So um, it actually works against you if you go into it with the attitude that you are going to um, have to figure it all out because that causes you often to not move forward at all, which is counterproductive to actually figuring it out um, and then getting anywhere that you actually want to be. So there we go. Um, Let's, let's do a different question here. 
you see any of these that you particularly are just have to have to answer like the second or can I choose one? No, you can choose. Okay. All right. So this is, this is an interesting one. Um, this one comes from Angie and Angie says, Hey, does, does someone have a strength regardless of the amount of work or life experience they have? What if somebody hasn't developed their strength yet? And do strengths change with time? So here's a little bit of the backstory of the um, 30 second backstory on, on that is we talk a lot about strengths here on the Happen to Your Career podcast. We talk uh, uh, part of the foundation for our company is that you succeed because of your strengths, not because of marginally improving your weak areas or what we refer to as anti-strengths, which are really just the other side of, of your strengths. They are there because of your strengths. Uh, for more more info on that, you can go to some of our back episodes on on strengths and, and, and you know, learn a little bit more about them. But for the purposes of, of this question, you know, does, does somebody have strength regardless of, of work or life experience they have? Um, and what if they haven't developed it yet? What, what do you think about that? Well, I think everyone has strengths. I mean... You might not know what you are best at yet, or you might have different strengths at different points of time in your life because of your work and life experience. Um, and so I think that, yeah, some, you maybe haven't developed some strengths yet because you haven't worked in an area that fits that strength. Um, and absolutely. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they change with time. I think my strengths are definitely different now than when I started teaching 10 plus years ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> well, and I think that it's almost like, um, I kind of think about it like developing muscles or, mm-hmm. uh, strengthening your muscles and, and stuff like that, because those are already there. Like for most of us, like those muscles are already there. Right. And depending on, um, uh, depending on your body type, depending on, you know, um, depending on which muscles you choose to strengthen, depending on how you spend your time, um, then some of those get developed more than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, so some of that is natural. Like, I don't know. I have, I have short legs. There's, there's a fun fact for everybody. (laughs) Like (laughs) I have short legs compared to my torso size. So I don't know, maybe that impacts like how my muscles develop in my legs. There's more information than anybody cared to know, but (laughs) You know, whatever that is for your body type, some of that stuff is predisposed, I guess you could say. And the same thing works for, for your strengths and the stuff that uh, that you're great at too. So, um, yeah, it, it, it can change depending on how, how you choose to develop those or not develop those. And um, I would say, though, that there's a defined set and it's not it's absolutely not the same for everybody like another question that i get all the time is hey how many how many strengths should i have or you know we talk about signature strengths which we define as that unique combination of your skills and experience and wants and predispositions and all of this other stuff uh this kind of unique combination of that um like people ask how many signature strengths should i have and it's not as much about the how many it really doesn't have anything to do with the how many it's just defining what they are for yourself and understanding at a deep level what those are for yourself. So, um, yeah, I believe the same as you, that those things are, are there, like they're, they're there underlying the surface, like the way that, the way that you're wired, the way that you were raised, the way that you, um, you know, some of the experiences that you have up till now, everybody has those things. 
Mm-hmm. So they're already there. They're already ingrained in you. It's just, you know, have you done enough work to understand what they are so that you can then intentionally focus on developing those um, and making those really, really great versus just randomly developing whatever comes your way or whatever you're asked to do or required to do or or anything else. But it's it's kind of amazing, though, when you start to line up the things that are more naturally you, mm-hmm. the things that you're more naturally gifted at, like the things that you can't help but be gifted at. So we have this conversation all the time, right? Because um, like I think for a lot of years and I think still in certain hours of certain days, uh, you feel like, you know, some of the stuff that you do pretty naturally really isn't strengths or aren't strengths. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's an example of that? I'm asking you to talk about your own strength. There's something that's uncomfortable for you. (laughs) Way to get outside your comfort zone. Um, I don't know. Probably the one that comes to the top of my head is scheduling and planning stuff like that, which I just do um because i think in my mind it just has to be done but um it's definitely not a strength of yours (laughs) (laughs) who burn (laughs) it gets used well i guess because otherwise life would be chaos yeah and, and i think that's true and like it's true one that it's not a strength of mine <laughs> and it's true that um it blends well for for us and you know whether it be like life or business or anything like that like that ends up complementing each other right because you are like that's just the way that you see stuff mm-hmm. like uh when we have conversations about scheduling or planning um you're like I'm like, well, why would you do it that way? And it's like, of course you'd do it that way. It just fits. And it's already like the perfectly organized way to, you know, figure out a day or something. But I don't understand how you got there because uh, most of the rest of the world would take 17 minutes to get there. And you just glanced at something and it's already organized that way in your head. Um, and, and those are the types of things that we're talking about, too. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's got that stuff where they're just good at it naturally and it comes comes naturally to them but they don't necessarily have the exposure all the time to realize that not everybody else is good at those things right uh so yeah and and for you i think that that has been developed over time yeah like you've gotten better at that because you've had to right you know you've had to for our business you uh, we've had a lot of let's see way back I forget exactly how that evolved, but you know, we started doing, we started almost having planning discussions after, after we were having budgeting discussions and, mm-hmm. you know, paid off six figures worth of debt. And we're like, Hey, let's, let's keep this, uh, keep this discussion going. And it just naturally evolved into planning type things, right. planning out the rest of our life versus planning our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think that's a great example of strengths developing over time and, uh, jumping in on those things that are already already natural there. Right. So, I don't know. Do you feel like we answered the question? I think so. Okay. Do strengths change with time? Yeah, I think that I think that they do. There's there's some stuff that is underneath that surface that is already the way that you're wired, and those are the things that you want to focus on, but depending on which ones you choose to develop, like that's that's going to cause a change. Okay, so, (laughs) 
this is a this is maybe my favorite one. This comes from Andrew, and he says, "You know, finding what I love to do." This is, I think he's trying to phrase it as a question, but we'll we'll kind of turn it into a question here. But he says, "Finding what I love to do seems like a daunting task that could take several years to accomplish, and maybe." Uh, maybe it just isn't worth all the soul searching. And instead, you know, I should just stay with what is familiar, even if it isn't ideal. So this is the, is it worth it question? And yeah, the other thing I, I interpret from that is, you know, what it, what is it really going to take in order to do that? Is it worth it? And you know, should I, should I be doing that type mm-hmm. thing? So this is a, I, I think that's actually the, the best question to ask really the, is it worth it question? Because I think you have to, I mean, a lot of stuff that we talk about is like how to use your time and, um, evaluating your priorities. And when you're prioritizing, you're always asking that question. You're always asking, Hey, is it, is it worth it to spend the time here uh, you know, is it worth it to spend the time, um, I don't know, going in and um, picking up my kids as opposed to working on the business? Or, you know, what is that going to get in return one versus another? Uh, is it worth it to, uh, you know, do something that is going to be hard, maybe maybe take a lot of different months or years of, of intense work versus the payoff? Okay, so what do you, what do you think about this? The is it worth it question? We've asked that a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's... It does take some soul searching to figure that out if it's worth it. I mean, like you said, you have to prioritize. And um, is it worth it to do what you love? Absolutely. Um, Is it an easy road to get there? No, it's not. But it's doable. Um, and there are times where we made the choice to do what was familiar and easy, even though it wasn't ideal, um, because we knew it was leading a path to get us to where we ideally wanted to be. Um, I'm I'm now curious which which times you're you've got in your mind. <laughs> I've got some in mind, but <laughs> which job changes? No. Yeah, which job changes? <laughs> uh, which ones where? <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting too, though, because I mean, even when I, I think about Target, like so, mm-hmm. I was an HR manager at Target for uh, I don't know, I think about four years overall. Three years in. Maybe yeah, about three years in, probably we started questioning. Hey, does this does this career, which was kind of the dream job for me for quite a while, mm-hmm. and really lined up with our lifestyle a lot, like pretty perfectly before before we started having kids, mm-hmm. and then we had kids, and some of that stuff started to change, and um, as we as we realized that, um, I think that there's a couple of different roads that we could have could have done. Yeah, one would be just completely moving away from Target. We didn't choose that route. We probably did mm-hmm. choose an easier route now that I think about it because we took I, I took a I took a different job that was available in a different location that moved us um, moved us closer to where we wanted to be living. Mm-hmm. Um, 
physically. So we, we moved from Portland, Oregon area to uh, Tri-Cities, Washington. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think we felt that that was the right decision. But it was definitely easier than going out and and you know, doing the work to be able to, to change companies immediately or right away. Right. So um, was that the right decision? You know, I it, it led us down a, a pathway that got us to a whole bunch of other different things. But, you know, I don't know if we ever know or need to know if it was the right decision. <laughs> no, but I think we did it because it was familiar and easy rather than what you ideally wanted to yeah. be doing. Yeah. And I think we, we had two babies basically at the right. time. Right. So I think we did kind of have to ask that, is it worth it type question too. Mm-hmm. And I think for me at the time, um, whether we chose the right answer or not, it probably doesn't even matter that much. No. Um, but I don't think it was worth it at that, at that moment when we had two, two little kids, um, I didn't want to spend my time right. job searching or anything else. I wanted to spend my time you know, with, with the kids, uh, closer to home, closer to family. Right. And, you know, I think that you wanted the same thing. You can speak for yourself. You're, you're here. Normally you're not on the podcast. I just get to speak for you. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think at that time when we made that decision, I think we both realized that Target was probably no longer your forever path. Because I think there was a point where we maybe thought that that would be your forever path. <laughs> prior to understanding how some of the stuff actually works. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, but I think at that point we realized it wouldn't be a forever thing and for the time it just wasn't worth other time that would have had to been put in to move immediately. Generally though I don't know, I'm thinking I'm thinking about it right now. I do think everybody's going to have their own answer to the is it worth it question for themselves. Mm-hmm. My experience has been that it is worth it. Like the harder pathway, um, I think has been worth it every time that we've taken it. Every time that we have chosen to take it, yeah, I think has been worth it. I'm trying to think of any times that that haven't been, but whether it be career changes, whether it be paying off debt, whether it be, uh, I don't know, the first time you, you're like, I want to run a half marathon. I've always <laughs> run around a half marathon and I didn't know you weren't serious. So, uh, I was serious. I just you didn't actually wanted really to want do to. it on my own time. <laughs> oh, and so I, I called her on that and then we ended up running our first half marathon uh, later on. But, but whatever it is, you know, I think all those times it has been worth it when we've gone down that, that harder road. So I think you have to answer that question for yourself. But my experience has been every single time that we have personally run down that harder road, it has been worth it. Um, and when you do things that people don't do or are unwilling to do, um, like run down that harder road, then later on you get to do things that people you know can't do right like you mentioned traveling earlier mm-hmm. like the average average person doesn't get to get to travel with their job all the time right um and, and i don't think we want to travel all the time but we want 
you know, wanted just some of that flexibility and everything like that to be able to do that when I wanted to. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, that last statement in there, even if it isn't ideal. So seeing with the familiar, when it's not ideal, you're never going to truly get what you want and what you're looking for. So <clears throat> even if you make the decision at the time that it's not worth it, eventually you will realize that you can't stay there any longer because it wasn't ideal in the first place. So, Yeah, I, I agree. The funny thing here is that, uh, let's see if I can describe this. Um, most people... Most people won't make a change until it's truly uncomfortable mm-hmm. enough. Or maybe a better way to say it is that they have to perceive that uh, they're in a spot where they are more uncomfortable now than they perceive that the discomfort of the change will be. Mm-hmm. So um, usually it has to be pretty screwed up before <laughs> before somebody's going to be willing to make a change. If if you perceive that it's going to be a hard road in order to make that change. So that's, that's where I would suggest, you know, probably, probably bringing somebody else into it. Like we do that all the time at mm-hmm. this point. We didn't used to, I didn't used to, um, bringing somebody else into it in order to assist with that change. Because sometimes when, even if you know it's good, it's going to be good for you, um, you're unwilling to make it on your own. So at this point we've, uh, I mean, we pay money for coaches and, uh, well, you're a fitness instructor, so I guess you're not paying. I pay for, <laughs> I pay for somebody to help me, help me work out and, and stuff like that. Uh, because I, I know that I'm less likely to do it on my own and less likely to do the right stuff and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, whether that is, whether that is getting a partner in that way and, you know, paying somebody else to, to help you out with that, or whether that is, I don't know, finding an accountability partner because you're willing to do it for somebody else, uh, and not for yourself. You know, I think that that's, that's where you can answer the, is it worth it question a little bit different way. That's where you can hack the, is it worth it question? Um, maybe it, maybe it doesn't feel like it's worth it on your own, but, uh, if you've got a bunch of help, then that's, that's where it might be. I think going back to the beginning of that question too, it seems like a really daunting task that will take a long time to accomplish. Yeah. I don't think it is as difficult to accomplish as you might think it is because like we talked about earlier, those strengths are really there somewhere. It's just a matter of pulling them out and finding them. And oftentimes, like you said, we don't look at those strengths as strengths. I would have not ever said that planning was a strength of mine to be used for good. Like it was just something that I did. So I don't think it's as daunting as you might think it is. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great point because, and not just because you're my wife, but because it, uh, it really can be a lot closer than what you realize, partially because of those strengths and partially because, you know, once you start paying attention to that stuff, it, it actually does get a little bit easier once you start going with the grain as opposed to against the grain for yourself mm-hmm. um, and start using those things that are naturally there. But then I think the other reason, too, is, you know, it's such a short period of time in which things can change. 
mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's right around two years ago at this point where we were um, kind of just getting into the thick of it about making making this massive change of going to our own business and, and getting to help people in, in this particular way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two years really isn't that long of a time. Mm-mm. And, you know, same thing for some of the other career changes. Like some of those were a matter of months. Right. Um, uh, the one where I got fired, that was a matter of uh, like 10 weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, to be able to go from, I don't know, getting the <laughs> getting the severance package uh, to uh, to starting new job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a short period of time in, in retrospect. Like it, it's easy to look back and say that, but looking forward and saying, you know, if you knew that it was only going to be four months or if you knew that it was only going to be six months, you would be moving forward. And right. you would be taking those steps to be able to get as fast as you can to the end of that, that four months or six months or, you know, 40 days or whatever it is. But most people aren't looking at it that way. They're looking at it going, Hey, I'm not sure that this is guaranteed. So I don't know if I'm going to do anything at all to move forward. Right. And that is the wrong way to look at it because that will absolutely guarantee the opposite result. It will guarantee that you don't, get any closer whatsoever to um to work that you love or any anything that you're wanting right so you have to move forward and i think that generally the answer is going to be yes it is worth it but ultimately you've got to answer that for yourself uh i was trying to think what else to to summarize on that one yeah, shortcut it by <laughs> shortcut it by hiring other people that you uh, that you can you can that can help you get there faster or um, hack some of the some of the stuff, which which is I mean, that's part of the reason why we put together um, put together a couple of our programs, like figure out what fits 2.0, the live class we have and and, uh, you know, some of our other programs is to help people hack the system um, and be able to cut cut some time off of that if they were doing it on their own. That way, that way it can be worth it a lot easier. OK, any, anything we've left untouched on that one? I don't think so. Oh yeah. Hey, thanks so much for uh for joining in. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. So here's what I'll tell you is if if any of these things have been helpful whatsoever uh, or you want to get uh, get even further down this path, um here here's what you can do. You can actually go over to figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. Or you can text H2IC to 38470. And what that'll that'll get you is it'll allow you to enroll in our eight-day course that helps you get a little bit further down this journey. So it's an eight-day mini course that uh, sends you a video and an email each each day for eight days and uh, forces you through some of these types of questions and gives you some assistance to be able to answer them. So that'll get you started on your on your journey to figuring this out um, it'll help you understand some of the things about uh, about your strengths um, connect you up with some other resources and uh, get you one small step at a time to making this happen that way you can uh, you know two three four six months from now answer yes it was worth it all right go over there check it out figure it out.co that's figure it out.co 
All right. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we've got we've got some great stuff coming up for you next time on the Happen to Your Career podcast. So I want you to take a listen to this snippet of what you're going to find next week on HTYC. I'd like the ponytail, the John Lennon glasses, the Sherlock Holmes got my foot in the door. Once again, I bombed the interview. Like I really wasn't qualified for what he wanted me to do. I'm sensing a trend here. And so the fact that I was a soccer weenie and knew about women's soccer, he immediately latched onto that. And so a chance to do a commercial book about soccer was exactly like the lifeline he was looking for in his new job. All right, all that and more next week on Happened Your Career. Thanks again. I do really appreciate you joining us and spending the time, making the time, taking the time to to uh, hang out here with us. Hope you found this Q&A episode uh, valuable. These are the types of questions that we get on a regular basis. They're filling my email box, and I just want to be able to have a couple of resources for you. If, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, I would also ask that you that you take about 30 seconds, go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a rating and review. This helps other people find the Happen to Your Career podcast and continue to keep it in the top five when people search uh, search career change. Right now, we've got two of the top five podcasts that, that pop up. Uh, one's the What Fits You and the other one is this one, Happen to Your Career. So thanks. I really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all later next time on Happen to Your Career. Adios. I'm out.